Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FQ Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and it is a weekend right before Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if I will be doing an episode next week. I'm going to be on the road traveling down to Tuscaloosa um, to go visit my daughter, so we'll see. Um, also, you know, it's been a few weeks uh, since I've done an episode. That is one of the beauty, uh, one of the great things. It's uh, awesome things about being retired is if I feel like doing an episode, I will. And if I do not, then I won't. I'm not required to. Um, my board of directors, uh, my granddaughter and the French bulldog Taco, don't seem to mind if I do or if I don't do episodes. So, you know. That's awesome, right? I, I I didn't, but let me get into why I have not done some episodes, right? Um, so after I transitioned out of the military, you know, I found that I had quite a bit of time, and so I could, uh, you know, play golf or, you know, play my guitars or decide to take up uh, art classes. But I've never been very uh, talented in that area, so there was really no reason to try to start drawing or painting or doing anything like that because. One, I, I really don't have the talent. Two, I'm just not interested in actually doing that. I like to go to museums to check that stuff out, but I don't want to try to become sort of, some sort of uh, Van Gogh, you know, or Picasso. Uh, so, no, haven't done any of that. But uh, I was having a discussion with my friend Drew. It's, you know, what's my strength? My strength is I've always performed well academically, right? And... I used to get teased about that when I was growing up, called a nerd or, you know, Poindexter or, you know, I would always uh, not teased, but I guess intimidated or threatened by uh, the Neanderthals in East Los Angeles who would come up and, you know, ask me. I still haven't figured out if it was a question or if it was a statement, but they, oh, you think you're bad, huh? It's like, mm. no, I just... Did well academically. I didn't think I was anything. I was a short, fat kid with a lot of acne, you know, just uh, just trying to make it through adolescence, like, like the rest of us, right? Like everyone else. Um, but I always did well academically, and I still do. I, you know, I'm not the best, but I do well academically. And, uh, why is that important? Because that's my strength, right? I was explaining to Drew, it's like people who, basketball players, right? And there's some that are, you know, six feet. That's a lot taller than I am. Uh, but for a basketball player, that's still short, right? So they might have some skill, they might have higher, uh, you know, skill of agility. You know, might, you might be more agile than a normal person. You might be able to jump higher than a normal person. Then you have, you know, basketball players who are like seven feet, right? They... Didn't do anything to gain that height. They're just, they're born that way. You know, well, they grew into that body of being seven feet tall. The person who has more uh, agility, who is more agile than everyone else, they born that way. These are just gifts that they were given, right? And nobody ever says anything about that. Nobody teases them about having more agility, having better hand-eye coordination. It's... Uh, something that's praised, right? Wow, man, you're just, you're awesome. Like you can jump 10 feet high. That's, that's great. Somehow, if you do well academically, you're teased up until a certain point, right? As kids, you're teased. But 
when you become adults, then it's no longer teased because um, there are only so many Al Bundys that are needed in this world, right? Al Bundys typically were guys that performed well in high school um, in sports, but they weren't going to do well enough to make a professional career out of it. So what happened to those guys? I, I don't know. I wasn't one of them, so I, I don't know. And I never hung out with those guys, so I don't know. I, I hope they did well in life. If not, I don't really care. Um, but what's my point? My point is that's my strength, you know, academics, right? So in this PhD program, I told you I earned my PMP um, certification. I'm taking my agile course right now. I also signed up for this uh, data analytics program, right, through uh, Chapel Hill, my mistake is I should have just signed up for coding. Uh, I didn't. I don't need help with the analysis. I I, I have that, buddy. I, I don't need your help. Um, I, I've been frustrated with the program. I've been, it's a six month program. I've just about hit two months with it. The reason why I was frustrated with it is because it's mandatory attendance, and I have to have the cameras on, right? Well, the there's about 50, 60 people in there, made up from. I don't know anything about any of these people, right? I don't know. They could be professors. They could be um, people who work in stockrooms somewhere. They could be janitors. They could be nuclear physicists. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. But the first day that we had um, a program, right, they put us in this group and we had to come up with something. It, It was something about, I don't know, about restaurants and trying to identify why more restaurants are being built or, or not being built in areas, right? And, uh, of course, some, somebody in there is always a know-it-all who wants to be, well, I'll take charge. I, I'm the leader, right, because I, I'm, I'm a leader, so awesome. So he came up with his idea, and then, of course, you always have people that are, you know, the followers, right? The the people who want to be in with the in in group. It's funny how like in in elementary school you had this, in junior high you had this, and high school you had this. Even in college you still had this. And in life, right? There, there's no structure to this course where we don't know anybody, we don't know anything, but you can still see these dynamics happening where, like, oh, well, somebody is like, I, I'm the quarterback of the football team, and so you're gonna have other people who are like, oh yeah, I agree with his uh, uh, ideas, right? And so I gave my idea. I shouted it out. I was like, well, why don't we look at crime statistics for the area? And of course, instantly uh, they jumped on me. It's like, well, that's not a good idea. You don't want to do that because that shows nothing about like uh, the um, why restaurants would be built in a, uh, a neighborhood or why prices for housing would be going down. It's like, okay. I didn't argue with them because who cares? It's a theoretical situation, right? And it's, we weren't being graded on it. And this is the thing that's most important. This is my, going through a very long way to explain that um, their opinions didn't mean anything, right? I'm paying for a service from, from UNC Chapel Hill um, to gain a certain skill, right? To learn how to code in Python, SQL, JavaScript. And I want to learn how to use Tableau. That's it. That's all I want. I didn't sign up to make friends. I didn't sign up to be part to do projects with other people. I sure as hell didn't sign up to tutor other people. I didn't sign up for any of that. I didn't even sign up to um, to attend the classes, right? 
Um, the reason for that is because like, I like to keep my camera off because my back hurts sitting here in this chair it hurts. Right. So I typically lie down and, uh, but you know, they don't really appreciate that. So I have to keep my camera on and sit in this chair. So I take breaks like every 10 minutes and I get, you know, scolded. <laughs> if you can scold somebody over zoom through chat, right? Like, well, what are you going to do to me? I'm paying quite a bit of money to be in this boot camp. You're not going to do a goddamn thing. And I know it. Right. And I, I think I'm the biggest, I can be the biggest pain or you're the easiest student ever to work with. If you just provide the service that I'm paying for, I will leave you alone. Once you start trying to micromanage me and assort your power and authority over me, I'm going to resist. I'm going to fight back. And I do this at every level now because I'm retired and I don't have to take anybody's crap, right? So I was going to drop the course um, because I already learned Python and we're just getting into a sequel, but I figured, you know, I know Python well enough now that I, I could just move on from that. Um, so I emailed the, the rep and he explained, he gave me like 10 different options. Right? He said, I was still going to be responsible for paying for the, for the course. It's like, yeah, I know that. I don't, I just, I don't want to deal with stupid people anymore. And, uh, so he said, well, you can still be in the program, um, but you won't get a certificate. Um, you don't have to do any group projects. And if you attend, that's up to you. And if you don't attend, that's up to you. Uh, you can keep your camera on or, or not. And it's like, so basically I, you're going to give me everything I want it. And the only thing is I don't get a certificate out of it. It's like, I, I don't care about the certificate. Who cares? I just want the skills. That's, that's it. The certificate from boot camp might mean something for other people because they're looking to change careers. I don't need assistance finding another job. I could do that on my own. He said, I won't have assistance with career services. I, I don't care. I don't need their help. I didn't need the help before. I don't need it now. And I never will. Right. And so we talked and he's like, yeah, that's, as long as you're fine with that, then yeah, you can send the program. And just, you can do the projects and can still get tutoring. Um, you just don't have to do the group project and you won't get a certificate. It's like, awesome, dude. Like, why don't you tell me that to begin with? It's like, I could have saved two years of, I mean, two months of stress if you would just would have told me that to begin with. It's like, I don't, I don't care about your piece of paper. Like, who cares? And it's like, in, in my, the interviews that I've done, um, I hold three master's degree. Nobody has asked for my transcripts. I've offered it to them, right? Um, because I know there's some doubts. It's like, if you want my transcripts, I can send them to you right now electronically. And that settles it. The one thing that they have asked for is my PMP number. Um, when you pass a PMP program, your certificate has like an identification number. And they have asked for that. It's like, here you go, right? And so... Just understand like what people, what all these certificates mean. You're going to hear different things, right? Um, but what's more important than a certificate or a piece of paper is that you actually understand the concepts and you can actually put these. Just because you have a certificate that says you can code doesn't mean you actually know how to code. Um, because again, right, I'm constructively lazy. And supposedly there's um, tutoring to this um, school. There really isn't. It's it's really horrible. Um it's shitty and I have to figure things out on my own. So like everything else, right? 
constructively lazy. So I have this program and if I have issues, then I go into Google and I type in, uh, you know, I've done it where I've typed in uh, UNC bootcamp API project week six, right? And it came up, somebody had already did an assignment and it showed exactly how they did it. So I'm like, yeah, I just downloaded that, right? And I wrote my code and when it wasn't working, I looked at the other code and just bounced off of that. So I had the answers. And it's up to me if I want to just cheat or if I want to at least attempt to write the code myself. So I want to learn how to do these things. So that's what I did. I, I try to learn. I try to write the code myself. Right. Why am I talking about all this? It's because when we're in the military, we're taught to be assertive, right? To theoretically. It's like you're taught to be assertive when you're supposedly in a position of leadership. It's like not really in a position of leadership, you're in a position of management, right? You put in a management position because rarely have I seen people in the military um, like pr- provide guidance or instill a sense of belonging or you know promote a sense of pride in your unit. And it, it, it's not. It's typically just get this task done complete this task by this time because if you don't then you will suffer these consequences right it's never really it's always threat driven it's never like let's try to develop you as a person let's try to develop you as a leader it's do this or you will suffer this these consequences right and in the military, and when you're in a position of lead in, in the management positions, you know, it, it's just all intimidation and people run their mouths and they're not used to people talking back. Right. So when I've seen when people get out of the military, it's either they don't want to, they don't want a confrontation. They don't want to deal with any issues. So they shrink back. Right. And they deal with a lot of nonsense. Well, I'm not looking for trouble. I'm not looking to fight. I just want to live my life as peacefully as I can. But I'm also not going to take any bullshit from anyone for any goddamn reason ever again. Let me give you an example. So today I went for a run, right? I decided, yeah, hey, you know, I'm going to go uh, run four miles. It's Saturday. It's a nice day, about 70 degrees here in Fuquay, Verena, right? So I decided to go, go for a jog. And... Uh, in this new neighborhood where they're still building houses, people are moving in and uh, this went down the street and there's gentlemen out there with his two dogs. Right. And I could see his dogs about 200 meters away and they're staring me down. And as soon as I come up to his house, right, they come running after me. Right. And they're bigger dogs. I don't know what they are, but he's like, Oh, don't worry about it. They're, they're fine. And so one comes up to the right side of me and the other one comes up to the left side of me. It's like they're surrounding me, right? And they're barking. And he's like, oh, no, that they, they're they fine. They won't do anything to you. It's like, so I tell him, it's like, hey, get your dogs. It's like, no, they're, they're good. They're good. It's like, get your dogs or I'm going to kill them. And it's like, not only will I kill them, but I will take them to my house. I will skin them. I will put a big old apple in their mouth and I will roast them. Once I'm done roasting them, I will eat them both. Then I will defecate into a bag with their remains. The remains will come out of me. I will put the remains into a bag and I'll bring them over to your house and I will leave it on your doorstep. Or you can just get your goddamn dogs out of the street. And he looked at me like he was like, 
so insulted. It's like, guy, I don't know if you understand this, but you are responsible for your animals, right? Your animals, you have to view them as a lethal weapon. It's the same as somebody who is carrying a weapon here in North Carolina. Open carry, right? You can open carry, but that doesn't mean that you get your weapon and you just put it down on the table and leave it there wherever the hell you want for anybody to get. You're responsible for that weapon. It's a loaded weapon. It is a lethal weapon. It can take somebody's life. Two large dogs can take somebody's life, right? I saw the animals, so I went to the other side of the street, right? Because as long as they're in his yard, they're on his yard. They don't have to be on a leash. They, they're fine as long as they stay in the yard. The second they stepped off of his yard, now that's a problem because you have no control over them. It's like, and I don't want to hear anybody say, well, they're not going to do anything. You don't know that. They're animals. You want to know how I know that? That you can't control animals? Because I'm a human being, which is technically an animal, and you can't control me, right? You can't. You might want to, but you can't. So if you have a if you have an animal, put your goddamn animal on a leash. Or put up a fence. Or get rid of your goddamn animal. I don't care. But if your dog comes near me, I'm gonna kill it. I rip its goddamn legs off and I'm gonna beat the living shit out of it. Okay? So, I say this because there's a time to be confrontational and rude, and there's a time to be confrontational and polite. When I was dealing with UNC Chapel Hill, I was polite because the guy was willing to work with me. And that was just me being unsatisfied with the services that I'm paying for. The gentleman, I don't want to say his name, um, but I highly recommend that program because you will learn a lot. It's very expensive. It's not cheap, but you will learn, right? It's it, You have to be able to devote a great deal of your free time to it every week, right? But they're willing to work with you to provide you a um, opportunity to find other employment if you're unsatisfied with what you're doing. The students in there, I can't say anything for them, right? Because they're just students. They're, you don't have to deal with them. The people that work for the program are awesome. I had an issue. I sent him an email. He called me. We discussed it. We resolved it. Gentleman on the street is a complete and total idiot. Had to be forceful and had to be rude with him. Had to put it into terms that he understand. If your dogs ever come near me again, I will rip their legs off and I will beat the shit out of you. Not figuratively, literally. I will beat you down until you defecate yourself. He was all upset, right? Don't care. Control your goddamn dogs. And guess what happened? He turned around, walked inside, took his dogs. Why? Because he's a bitch. (laughs) And I'm not saying this to be mean or rude. It's just that's the world where we live in where people don't understand that. Just because you're comfortable with something doesn't mean everyone else is comfortable with it. You have to understand that if you're responsible for... The animals that you own, for the actions that your kids do, you're responsible for all of that. Be an adult. If you don't want to be an adult, that's fine. You can go back to caveman days. I'm perfectly fine with that. All right. So that's my little rant for this morning, right? Uh, the one thing I did want to talk about. Um, so I mentioned that in the military, you're not um, leaders, right? So it's not to bash anyone, Right. Here are my two examples, right? So I don't know, you know, I love, I like watching college football, right? I like watching Alabama. They're going to play right now. They're actually started, but they're not showing it because they're playing, I think, 
East LA Community College this week, or I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, Tijuana Tech. I don't know. Whoever they're playing, I, it's it's not, not a big school. It's um, If the score isn't 70 to zero by the time we, uh, by the time the game's over, I'd be very surprised. Um, but that's not the point, right? So, of course, everybody heard about Michigan and sign stealing stuff and whatever else, right? So, the the coach who was working for Michigan was actually going to the sidelines of other schools, right? You could see where in se- for the Central Michigan game, he, Michigan wasn't even playing them; he was just there, right? And he was just in a Central Michigan shirt and baseball cap and he's on their sideline he has dark glasses on it's like this guy's insane right i don't know what he was doing um but people are so surprised that he would do this because he was a captain in the united states army right he's a captain he wasn't just some guy he was a captain well for the people who are out there who were never in the military uh the captain is some guy like you can get promoted to captain uh if you just have a pulse you will make it to captain. Like you don't have to save the world. <laughs> it's automatic. And people are going to be offended by it. And guess what? I don't care because it's true. It's we're put on a pedestal pedestal because we are in the military. Some of us have earned it. I know I haven't earned it. Right. I was lucky to make it. I don't know how the hell I made it 22 years. I don't know how I made it one day. Right. But just because you're a captain in the army, it, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't. <laughs> I try to explain to somebody that's like saying he's a captain in the army. Right? That's the equivalent of saying like he's a shift lead at Burger King. Who who cares, dude? Like it doesn't matter, right? I bring that up because they're trying to well with their hell to higher standard. I'm surprised that he you know would do that. His ethics, you know, his morals and his values are so high. They're not. They're not. Not not at all. No, 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 no. It's important that you know this because it's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, because that brings me up to my next point of, I don't know if you heard about this, but the military unit that was out in Syria, right? It was a field artillery unit. They fired more rounds than any unit has fi- in the United States military has fired since World War II. And when that unit came back, they the soldiers, the troops are having a lot of problems right? There are quite a few that took their lives. Um, there was one gentleman who ended up uh, killing someone, right? He went into somebody's house, bro- uh, broke in and killed the man that was there. When he, the police came to pick him up, he was just rambling, just saying utter, utter nonsense, right? And the reason for that is because They were exposed to a great deal of pressure and their heads were being rattled, right? People don't understand that. What they took was basically the the equivalent of going 15 rounds with Mike Tyson daily, right? And these Marines ended up with severe cases of CTE, right? But you don't, how do you know somebody has CTE? You can't find, you don't find out till they're dead, right? And the Marines who complained, their um, unit commanders just said that they were causing problems, that they were being weak, mentally and physically weak, right? And so you need to understand that, right? The military likes to say we're a family. We're not, not a family, not a family, not, it's not even close, 
Take all the good things you, that you would consider about your family and throw it out the window. Take all the bad things that you would consider about your family. And that might be um, what the military is talking about. Just the bad things. It's not the military. It's not. The military is not a family. And they showed it. They show it time and time again, right? You like to say, we will never leave a man behind. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Explain to me why there are thousands, tens of thousands of people that are still MIA from Go back to World War One. Why? Because we leave men behind. We leave women behind on every occasion, every chance. No, Douglas MacArthur was the biggest goddamn coward in the military. Awesome in World War One. World War Two, he left his men in the Philippines to um, deal with the Bataan Death March. And I don't want to hear any of the bullshit of him saying, "I shall return." Nobody gives two f's. You bitch. All right. Because how many people died on that march? He should have stayed with his men. And he's like, well, the president ordered him to because Australia was going to fall next. Did Douglas MacArthur fight off the Japanese by himself? No, right? So you mean to tell me that another general couldn't be there? Just say that that bitch wanted to get out, right? Just say that. Just say he, he was a coward and he wanted to run. I'm a coward. It's all right to say that I don't want to die, all right? But don't don't make him out to be a hero. Don't make the military out to be a family. Don't make the military out like as some sort of saintly organization because public, government, or private organizations are out to meet organizational goals. That's it. And if they have to go through 10,000 people, employees, then they will. They don't like to because that's expensive. Right, but if they have to, they will. You're only useful to them if you are there and you're willing to do what they say. Once you're not, once you have any issues, they have to get rid of you. And the military will do that. That's why a lot of those Marines took their own lives and they did not get any help from the Marines. You need to understand that because your health, mental and physical, has to be your number one priority when you're transitioning prior to transitioning, while you're transitioning, and when you're getting out. Because nobody else is going to care. No one. They, Everyone will say that they care, but they don't. The VA sure as hell doesn't care. Um, TRICARE, I'm going on my like fifth provider right now because they keep reassigning me providers. All right, so nobody's going to care. You have to take care of yourself. All right, so I know this was... Uh, pretty rough. Um, not, I don't know, I guess just me complaining. But it, it's important for everybody to know. Um, there's resources out there for you to use if you need them. Uh, if it's related to the military, I highly recommend you find something else because it's going to be garbage nine times out of ten. Um, hopefully you'd be lucky and you'll find somebody who is willing to help you out. Again, Tracy, thank you very much. Um, but again, right. Um, she got out. Why? Why? Because why stay in? Why stay in? If you're her, you can get out and make some money and live an easy life or a better life with not having to deploy all the time. Um, so for those of you who are in, oh, and by the way, um, you know, if you have a job, just, you know, if you, if you like it, stay there. Right. Like I, I like the people I work with. I don't like working with the military. I'm, I'm looking to move on. 
And so I'm going to do some rounds of interviews. And um, for me, what's the biggest thing? It's like, you know, I have some requirements that I need, right? One, I need a 401k program. I need uh, dental and vision. And of course, what's the answer to all your questions? Money, right? So I need the money. You got to show me the money. I don't want to be like the million dollar man. Money, 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 money. Right? And anybody who says like, oh, I, well, I would choose the climate over, um, you know, making more money. Awesome. If that's how you feel, great. Me, I want 150000 150000 a year. That's my goal. Bare minimum. That's what I'm looking for. Why? Because I've worked for it. I've earned it. Yes. I hear all the officers. Oh, well, that's very, oh, it's about, it's so good to see that, you know, good things happen happening to good people. Bullshit. Mother effort. It's like, I work for it. It's like, this isn't some gift from God. I busted my ass to get into this position where I can earn however much money I want. Nobody's giving me anything. And that's my whole point, guys. Like, you don't have to put up with anybody's crap ever again for any reason. Um, this week, I put on um, this class, these classes for um, some of the soldiers, right? And uh, I covered this one country. Uh, I covered Mexico, right? Provided about two and a half hours of information. I got a little tired. And so I asked them, like, hey, what, what else are you missing? And so they told me. So I researched, uh, looked up uh, professors, right, who spent years researching Mexico. And I found this one professor from um, USC, Southern Cal, not South Carolina. And uh, she was willing to talk to them. I paid her a fee, right? And uh, she provided provided them with all the information that I was not able to provide them, right? So they got everything that they wanted. Um, and afterwards the captain was asking me, he's like, well, how much do you pay her? So I told him, he's like, well, you know, I want to get out and do that. It's like, I would never, I wouldn't pay you a penny. As a matter of fact, I would tell you that you owe me a hundred dollars. So you could speak to soldiers. Like why? It's like, because you're a captain. It's like, well, I have a PhD. It's like, I don't care if you have 10 PhDs, you're a captain, which means you think, you know, everything and you don't Two, You only have the military perspective which in dealing with geopolitics, there's more than just the military perspective. Oh, oh, and I don't know if you know this, but your only job has been in the military. So you have no real world experience. So I wouldn't pay you anything. You bring nothing to the table. And uh, he would look like so surprised. Like, I can't believe anybody told would ever speak to me like this. It's like, well, I'm not in the military, so it's important that you understand this, that not everybody is going to bend over backwards just because you're a captain. Not everybody is going to fall fall to the ground and thank you. Oh, thank God the captain's here. So, so what, dude? It's like a captain's here. Oh, great. Like uh, my lawn needs to be mowed, so take your ass out there and go mow the lawn. Oh, by the way, uh, you're a captain, so you should be able to handle the weed whacker, right? Because you're the super intelligent one. So, yeah, make sure you get the weeds, you know, pull the weeds and Get everything out of, if you're really good, you know, trim the bushes and make them look like a swan or something. Because that's my opinion of captains is that they don't, they just don't mean anything. They don't. And if you're out there, if you're a captain and you're offended by it, okay. (laughs) 
So what? Like, so what? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Like, goddamn thing. All right. So, guys, this is it was just a, a, a good little podcast. I wanted to come on here and just let you know, like, hey, man, like your mental and physical health, it matters. It matters a great deal. And so you need to prioritize that because nobody else will. Also, um, it's okay to be assertive and it's okay to be aggressively assertive, right? Like that idiot outside with his dogs. Thought I was just going to say, oh, okay, well, I'll let your dogs bite me. That's okay. Uh, Jazz, Mr. White Man, you know, the little Mexican, you know, I'm just so happy to live here. So I let you and I let your dogs bite me. You know, no, go F yourself, bro. Dogs come near me. I'm a Rosa's mother effers. Right. And again, it's not to be rude. It's just, just I don't have to put up with anybody's crap, right? Veteran, non-veteran. It's like, I can tell my students, if everybody was just straightforward, you don't have to be, you don't have to curse and you don't have to be overly aggressive. But if you're just straightforward, things would be a lot easier because at least we knew where we stood. But everybody's trying to outthink each other. Everybody's trying to be smooth, like the poppies, right? The Puerto Rican mafia. Hey, papi, hey, mira, hey, hey, do you know I had this guy? Do you know? It's like, no, I don't know. Get out of here, fool. Right? And so, um, yeah, I'm just not dealing with any of that anymore. I'm not dealing with anybody trying to... Um, Smooth talk me. I'm just going to do what I want. L, again, as always, thank you for being, um, Alan and Stacy. Um, thank you for being, being the bright spots of, uh, officers that I worked with in the military. Uh, Fernando, wherever you are, I know you're doing great things. Um, thank you also. Um, we never really had a chance to work together, but you were great as well. So, uh, you know, I know you have something that makes you special, so identify what that is, uh, maximize it to its fullest potential, and I know you will be successful. Um, Until next time, guys, zot, 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 and roll tide.